Hello, welcome to the Daily Live. <laughs> the day after, the day before. Jack and me. We will we'll, we'll touch on the Villa game, but obviously we'll be doing the final word, so we'll be looking at it more in-depthly at that. But just, just a quick summarising of how you feel after yesterday, Jack, because it was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Is it worrying, to be honest? Yes. You know, I'm not in the camp of, uh, you know, we're in crisis already. Every game from mm-hmm. now on is a six-pointer. The season's already dead and buried, but it was worrying. You know, we know Villa are a decent side, and that result against Newcastle last week probably didn't paint an accurate picture of them. They are a decent side. But to lose in the manner we did was worrying, especially the attitude from the players and I don't mean attitude in terms of not caring as such but how these players cope with pressure and having their backs against the wall if their backs are against the wall they don't bounce off it and come right back they fall through the wall Yeah, they don't cope with pressure or someone being on top of them well at all and I think that was really on display yesterday yeah I mean I'll be honest being I try to be as positive as I can for my own mental health rather than anything else, to be honest with me. And I did, I, I wasn't looking forward to the game. I knew it'd be a hard game. And I was saying to me that before we started, if it, you your hand off to just get out of here with the points, you know, even with a lucky point, because I just made up Dom's back in the side, but obviously there was other players in that team that I, I had concerns over and they bore out as the game went on. Um, but we just, at the moment, Again, it's the same kind of thing with us. It's pre- these games now because of the way the transfer window is. This is why me and Pet banged on about ending this bleeding transfer window before the season starts because it's nonsense. We had it a few years ago; it was well better, and then they all bitched and cried, so it went back to playing games while your squad isn't complete. Is nonsense for a start. It's utter nonsense, and therefore, for the second pre-season on the run. Some might argue the third. We've we've written games off now. Okay, when he who shall not be named was our manager from the red side, we won games, so it, it it papered over the fact that we could still bring. You know, we still needed to add or whatever, and people knew we didn't have any money. Last year, it was almost like we we wrote off the games. We know we needed forwards. We wrote off the first five Premier League games. We're like. I will be all right. And then we got Malpai at the end and, and obviously it didn't quite work out. But this time, we're doing it again. We've Everyone knows we want a centre forward. Everyone knows we're trying to get Wilfred Nonto in. And yet here we are, two games are down now. And we've had the fella we know that the manager wants replacing started against Fulham and, and didn't, didn't score the goals when we lose the game. And then we got our number one striker back yesterday and he's just someone has cursed them or whatever because the kid can't get a break by no fault of his own again yesterday wrong place wrong time he's got bravery going for a cross and he ends up you know and the people who booed him going off we need to start having a look at ourselves people honestly because we're getting a reputation now for being the worst fan base and which is couldn't for me couldn't be further from the truth but elements are popping up and people are jumping on it let's be better i'm frustrated i imagine you are frustrated but i read the post this dad put on and you're thinking and as a father you look at that and think i don't know how how you'd cope sitting there and there and your lad getting abuse from his own support i just 
I don't know. No one should be going through that. No, definitely not. And it's a shame because there's some brilliant people in the Everton fan base. Oh, it, unbelievable it, it, amount. Mostly, you know, it'll be most. A, a very large majority of Evertonians are, you know, great people, lovely mm-hmm. people, but it's, you know, social media is a thing in this as well because people do see the bad stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. rightly so. Obviously, it's picked up on, but there's been a lot of inf- incidents over the last year or two. Where, mm-hmm. You know, there's the stuff with Gordon's car mm-hmm. and that there's Onana um, had some horrible abuse last yeah, night yeah, as well. Yeah. Malpey as well mm-hmm. last week. That was and a then, Fulham fan, though, wasn't it, last oh, week? Yeah, but that yeah, still got enough, spun yeah. as an Evertonian, yeah. didn't it, as well? At no, the you're time, right but... there, sorry. But, no, yeah. but that should be highlighted, in, that stuff. Stuff but... in the ground mm. as well. It It's a shame because players will look at that and maybe think, oh, do I really want to play there? Mm. Do I want people getting on me backwards? I've just had my face punched in. Or do I want to be mm. racially abused for having a poor game? And it's a minority, but it doesn't matter because it gets noticed. People are frustrated. Um, I get that. Oh, absolutely. We're all, but no one will be more bitterly disappointed than the lad. He he tried to carry it. I'll be honest, when he got up and you could see his face, I expect him to go straight off because you thought that doesn't look. You had a big lump immediately. You're thinking, you know, it's like it looks like a boxing, being a boxing match, isn't he? Anything he's got to go, he'll go off. The fact he tried to carry on with his face. In a mess like it was. You seen him at the end. He looked like he'd been in a frig. And the kids having to post pictures of him in the hospital or something. His Everton kids apologising that he couldn't play longer. That to me, honestly, that's something we used to load our centre forwards for. That's something that bravery used to be like the the picture of him yesterday reminds me of that picture of uh, Bob Latchard where he's snarling Mm. and yet we're like having a go at him for that. Mm. The lad was brave to do what he did yesterday after coming back for so long. And it, but listen, it might have been a couple of people. But no, what no, it might what be I mean a couple of people, but or... those couple of people are fucking dickheads. Mm. It's as simple as that. Let's call them what they are. Right. The same I with just... the dickhead the dickhead who put the thing about own He should yeah. be banned for life. In yeah. fact, his whole thing should be all over Twitter. No one well, should be no, no, no one should be apologising for that. No one should be going, oh, should be going, he's an actual, this fella's an actual dickhead mm. and he should be banned for mm. life. And no, the problem just... is, there's too many people out there in social media land and in the real world, who are very happy to protect these people. Oh, that's my mate. He wouldn't say anything to anyone. No, no, he's a knobhead, mate. He should be banned mm. for life. And the people who've booed Dominic Carvalhoven should have a good, hard look at themselves. It's a culture that needs to be eradicated mm. from 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 everywhere. People get frustrated. I appreciate that. But, like, the lad hasn't gone off because he's got a little bang. The lad went off because he had blurred vision. Like, how can you play with blade vision and, uh, and anyone say, turn around and go, well, just play on then? Well, what, how? How can you play with blade vision? The thing is, if he'd have stayed poleaxed and he'd have stretched him off because it was a suspected concussion, he'd have probably got clapped off. Yeah. It's because he, it's because the lad tried to carry on. And I just, I, and I, I wasn't doing it to cut. What I'm saying is that. It upset me that that our centre forward has had to tweet a picture of himself or Insta of him in his kit saying, I'm sorry it wasn't long. That to me, honestly, there's other things that wind me up and things that depress me, but it upset me that because Mm -hmm. that isn't the fan, the fan base I know. That isn't what we were. That's why we should, and that's why we should call them out. Let's not Mm. let them hide. Mm. Let's not let them hide in the shadows or behind. He's a good lad, he's on our coach every week, and all this bollocks, right? They're knobheads. They're absolutely knobheads. The The coke fueled knobheads, and it's getting worse and worse. And let's call it as it is. And it's starting to get out. Imagine, imagine sending a DM to a footballer and being and and put like, but like. Not like as a like the account last week did 
where it was like a clearly like sort of look very body. Where you've got your face all over pictures. It real fella, like, yeah, a real fella. Imagine what our, imagine what our fan base should do if that was like a Liverpool exactly. fan doing it to them or and all that. But what I mean is, I'm just looking at me football club and going, everything has got to change. We are spiraling into oblivion really we are we're becoming a, a, we're getting a bad name as fans we're getting we look at the football club the it's getting hammered from left right and center by every journal sticking the knife in wherever it can the owners missing as always we we can't we know we need the center forward we're haggling with people over over transfers we haven't got the squad is undercooked it needs more play the managers even said yesterday we're light on num. We are light on numbers. This has got to be addressed, and all all while we've got a hearing coming up in October over an FFP like a a, a charge, and we're trying to move into a new stadium. It just feels like something's got to be reset. The old thing needs stripping back and restarted. Mm. And you know, some people might think, oh, the best place to do that is the championship, go down and start again. But that's no. not. Not good for us with the financial side <laughs> of it and us. also the fact of being in the championship itself. But things do need to seriously change and this was sort of meant to be the summer of doing that mm. with the transfer side at least and hopefully things were going to change at board level as well and yeah. mm. new investments and we've sort of done a half job on everything. You know, mm. the, the takeover slash investment stuff it's still going on behind the scenes but it's not been sorted yet. The, the transfer things, they've signed some all right players but nowhere near enough. That's the biggest issue for me, though, Jack. What's going on off the pitch? Everything that happens on the pitch and everything that happens in the stands comes from that. That not this club can't move on. It cannot move on till that gets dealt with. We are, we are in limbo because mm. these people will will not get out their own way or can't remove their own ego from the equation. We can't move on as a football club. All this frustration, all this frustration, just bubbles over one way or another. The anger bubble. It starts where it starts. Get the off the field stuff sorted, and move forward as a football club. How can we move forward as a football mm. club? How can we even? I've said this loads of times. As a football club, we should be creating an us versus them mentality, yeah. right? I seen a thing yesterday from Richard Keys, right, on being sport. He's talking and he's getting all bits and and some of it's right. And then he goes, and the stadium's an empty shell. It's like, no, it's not. Mm. You've just thrown a blatant lie yeah. into that. And there's loads of this going on where journals keep on like picking fights and then adding little bits that are not true. We've seen this loads over the last few weeks. And it's because, and they're allowed free hits at the football club. As a fan base, we can look at that and go... 75% of what he's just said is right, but the thing about the stadium is absolutely wrong. Mm. What we need to be able to do is go, 100% of what you've just said is nonsense because as a football club, we've moved on. We've left all that baggage in the past. We've got a new board. We've got a new high-flying CEO. We've got a chairman who we can all get behind, you know, and, and he can take us forward. We've got a a, a, a ambitious, dynamic board you know, to add to our CEO, to add to our chairman, and then everything just filters down. That's what has to start, and it's not. And they just think, boy, like what you've just said, well, you got rid of three directors, like that's going to appease us, like that sorted everything out. It hasn't. We're stuck in limbo, and and Sean Dyche, whether you like him or you don't like him, is dealing with the biggest consequences because he's he's... The only person he's managed to buy travelled with the team yesterday and didn't get on the bench. 
everyone else is a freebie or a loan that and a loan that we have to give back. Like that has to get sorted before we can go anywhere as a football club. And all this anger comes from that one way or another. It just it just it's fostering now. It's just sitting. No, there it is. It and is. it has to it has to go somewhere. So where does it go? It goes at the players on the football pitch because they're the they're the realization of everything our football club is. Those players on the pitch. And I, you know, I did my after after match stuff yesterday, and I I couldn't be asked getting angry with them because I'm just like they're not good players. But I know they're not good players. So what is the point in getting angry with those players who are not very good? We already know that. We already know that they're not very good. So why is it? What's the point in getting upset with them? You can get upset with individual moments, of course you can, but they're not very good players, and that's what we've created. It, you're absolutely spot on with the concept of you know the anger that's being caused from the top, and it's it's coming down. It you know it, it's causing anger in the stands and in the fan base, but. You know, at the same time, it's as angry as people might be with this team. Some of it is going too far. It's, it's gone too far. And, you know, but all angry and we're all fed up. But it's like you said at the very start about your own mental health. And then this transpires to the other mental health of the people around you, the people you're abusing. At what point do you just need to sit back and go, look, I hate this. But why am I abusing people because of it? Like We can't make a flag for Delhi. And then abuse Dominic Calvert-Lewin. It's, it's not. It's not two different things. It's not. We had Michael Brandt. If you haven't watched the Michael Brandt interview, but they're not the same the... people. Though, no, no, that's no. The problem, they're absolutely it? not, they're the, not same the same people. people. No, but I'm just saying that's the thing. That going footballers do you care? Don't care what anyone says. Michael Keane doesn't go out to have a bad game. Neil Mopai doesn't go out to miss open goals. Um, you know, other players don't go out. Ashley Young yesterday's been great so far. Didn't have a good game. Didn't go out to have a poor game yesterday. Jordan Pickford doesn't go out to have bad games. The human beings, do I like it when they have bad games? No, I don't. It winds me up. Of course it does. But it doesn't wind me up enough to send abusive messages or to stand there and boo one of my own players when he's seriously injured. And you can tell he's seriously injured. And we have to just get better. But you're right. This... It's the club is in flux in so many places that it needs to sort it out, and I don't know how we do it to be honest. Because what 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 we were hoping was the results on the pitch would would settle it until the other bits got there. Everton now needs to be proactive. They need to be proactive. They need to go out. If it's Che Adams and that's who they've identified as the striker, go and get it done. Don't be haggling over a million quid. Go and get it done. If it's a million quid, that Southampton want more, get him in. Get him in right now. Willie Nonto, if he's the fella you really want and there's a two million difference, find it. Sell Gray or whatever. Find that money to get that deal done. Because while you're sitting around going, well, it'll go late on this one. They'll come back near the end. The lad's doing... You know, does it, we've created or there's a, there's a situation now being created at Leeds where the lad's refusing to play. He's training on his own. The fans are singing songs about him to get out of our club and everything else. The manager at their club, they're not winning games because he's got three lads who don't want to play for the football and you've got uneducated owners refusing to do the thing that's right to help the manager. I'm not one that thinks, well, the club should always get what they want, like as in buying clubs, because you know what I mean? But think about your own point of view. Daniel Fark's just gone. He's a new manager. 
he's trying to create something and yet he's just got three lads who don't want to play for him so get them out the door and get people in who do want to play yeah and that's not from the perspective of like oh you're keeping him hostage we want him you should no, let him come that, to no. us but we've had situations in the past of teams trying to buy everton players and it's like look you pay what that, we want or they go Anthony yeah, Gordon refused but, to train, so we just went right. Okay, get the deal done and off you pop. But it's Cheerio. more a case of looking at Leeds. The situation going like, it's like, hang on. I know he's like talking to out is a bit, but is it not beneficial for you to sell mm-hmm. him at mm-hmm. this point because you aren't playing him anyway? You know, if this was like Daniel Fark's second season, then I go, well, he understands what's. But the lads from their perspective, like if I was a Leeds fan and we've just got this new manager and he's trying to get us going to get back in the Premier League. I'd be like, get rid of him. That kid doesn't want to be here. Get him out. Get him out the door. The same way as we did with Gordon. The same as you do with players you don't want to play for. Your, if someone doesn't want to play for your football club, let them go. There's other players that are everywhere. Now, what I would say from Everton's perspective is, if if this deal with Leeds looks like it isn't going to happen, share it. Like, if you, if you, I know it's difficult because you, you praise clubs who stick to the plan. Willie Nonso's obviously Everton's plan. But what I've got experience and you have and Pert has and everybody watching this has is when Everton have got a, a target they want and they hang on in there even though it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And what happens is they get to the end and they don't get them and they go, that's who we wanted though. And we're short. So what I want Everton to do, give themselves a self-imposed deadline. If it's tomorrow, make it tomorrow. If we can't get the deal done for Nonso tomorrow, go and get back a Yoko or go and get Suleimane, or go and get someone else who f- who's got similar profile to Willie Nonso and get them in this club right now because the manager, who's not covering himself in glory either, by the way, at the moment, give him some other tools because right now, if it carries on the way it is, we're in we're massive, in massive... At least that's what yesterday was, a wake-up call. It's You know what? I, lo- I was thought about this. Last night, I was talking to Steve Kelly about it last night and we were going through stuff. Everton have got a team of I, I think Everton have got an alright team but sorry no hang on rephrase that because that isn't what I wanted to say Everton if you look at the players on paper aren't bad right what they aren't is a football team yesterday proved that whatever now whether that's the manager whether it's the players and I think it's the what I think is the attitude of the players Tarkovsky said it after the game I mean one bit was bananas to me what he said but the other bit was it's not that they're not running around, but they've got no, like, they, there's not enough. I want to get you. If you make a mistake, I want to get you out of trouble and help you out. There's no togetherness there. There's no aggression. There's no cohesion. There's no aggression. There? No aggression. No cohesion. When you hear your captain come out after the game and go, well, it's all right, they got B5-1. Yeah, that was nonsense. That's pathetic. Yeah, that it's was our nonsense. captain. Yeah. Like, one of the stands of the football club, if that's your yeah, captain. That it was a terrible thing to say. Like, he should have been saying... We're going to get destroyed all week because of that. That's horrendous. Mm. I apologise to the fans. Mm. Having a little laugh about it. Even Dyche's comments were better to the other press than his Everton TV one. His Everton TV, he did say we were miles off it. Great. Well, we could all see that. And all the, the 3,000 Evertonians who made the bleeding trip could see that. And after five minutes, within 30 seconds when we give a corner away. It's that kind of thing. There were spells where they looked all right. But in the minute, like you said before, Jack, the minute, they go like this, back to the walls. You know they're going to cave in. Don't yeah, they? and with those Tarkowski comments, I, I understand trying to, you know, put a positive spin on things, but there's a time and a place for that. And these mm. was immediate comments after we've just been battered. Yeah. And all that said to me, really, was like, what, so mm. Newcastle smashed these and these smashed us, so you're saying that Newcastle had put 10 past us? 
Is that what he meant? It, it, it wasn't the right time for he it. Could have, you'd say that later in the week. He could have gone, look, last week was a disgrace, but Villa showed. He could have gone, like, Villa, Villa showed they got their mentality. Like, I'm, I'm, we, we need to turn it around like Villa like did. Villa or something like that. But I still would. I'd have never have used that, me. I'd yeah. have never have gone, well, because he literally said, you, you the positive for me, the positive for me was they lost 5-1 last week and they've won 4-0 this week. As an Everton captain, I wanted to hear, and people might go, well, it's all, it doesn't matter. But I wanted to hear, see that. And he did say this, which was why that comment was berserk. Because he was like, no, we, we just collapsed. And we don't. I'd have been saying, that was a disgrace, that. Today, we were all, we've all had an awful afternoon, and we apologise to the 3,000 Everton fans. And we want to make up for it next week against Wolves. You won't see the same performance. Something like that. That's why at this point I think a lot of it comes to the players and themselves and forming on the pitch relationships as well. You know, mm. there's a lot of criticism you can give to the manager, not just for yesterday, mm. but for his tenure at Everton. But yeah. I do look at the players and I think, like you said, you know, where's the understanding of each other's game? Mm. Where's little link-ups on the pitch, little partnerships like we've seen under Moyes? A lot of people compare Daish and Moyes. But under the path. But under Moyes, you know, there was clear partnerships on the pitch. Players who, you know, they knew each other's strengths. They obviously knew each other very well, mm. both their personalities and their styles of play. Yeah. We need to see more of that. And I know football's maybe getting a little bit away from that. And it's not as old fashioned as it used to be. And, you know, now the players go home and they go and play FIFA or whatever it is. They all spend less time together. Mm. Maybe that's just the way the world's going in general. Like, but. I just think at some point these players need to get their heads together and go, all right, we play in midfield together, Garner and Onana, for example, and go, you've got this to your game, I've got this to mine. How can we help each other out? What do we do? What do we work with? What are you like struggling with that I can potentially do? You, do? I said on my three things, and this, I suppose it is a little bit of a goal to the manager and the coaching staff, because he's been here long enough now. But, you know, when you watch Everton, like, like what are we trying to do? I, I honestly don't know what we're trying to do because we we end up just kicking it as long as it'll go. Which and when I look at it, like you were just mentioning Moyes there, and like, if you watch Moyes, this isn't like a oh my god, you know, I love him for David Moyes, but we're just talking because we were quite stable. Yeah, oh Martinez, like I didn't like Martinez's football because it was he, he didn't care about the defense and it done my head in, right? But at least. You could watch Everton and go, well, that's what he tries to do. He tries to pass it here. And Moyes would always have a structure. There would always be that. Like you'd def- like Lee Carsley would always be in that pocket in front of your centre-backs. The first goal yesterday, and we'll do it on the final word, the first goal yesterday, the RB picks the ball up. Our three midfielders are on the halfway line and our defence, and there's just a huge hole. So who's sitting? Is it Garner? Is it Onana? It's not the Corey because the Corey all of a sudden thinks he's playing as a second centre-forward, which doesn't work to me. James Garner doesn't know whether he's coming or going on that right wing. That's not to say he didn't, because I thought he was the only one that kept going yesterday. To be fair, he wanted the ball. Just, I just think we're killing him, putting him he's out He's in there. a role, he doesn't he's in a role, yeah. isn't he? So I just don't understand what the, what the idea how to get us up the pitch is. What is it? Is it, is it counter-attack? Well, it doesn't seem to be. There just seems to be big gaps. And I, this is the one thing that has got me scratching my head about the manager. I thought he'd come in and watch Burnley every week. Of course I didn't. They always seem difficult to play against. They always seem quite well-structured. They didn't 
very rarely did he get turned over four or five nil. Right? They would happen. They'd happen at Man City and but, things like that. They'd have games that they win in and they'd lose yeah, 2 0 without yeah, yeah. doing much. But, but, they, but they were difficult to break down. And I'm amazed that he's come in and we haven't been there. We just haven't. Like, we had a, away from home, to be, ironically, away from home, we haven't been that bad under him in terms of we haven't been pelted everywhere. But we did lose four at Arsenal in, in a similar game to yesterday, really, where we just weren't at it. Villa aren't at Arsenal's level, no disrespect to them. But there's just structural gaps in the team. Now, that might be fixed by better players. By other players, of course, it might. It'll help when we get Dwight McNeil back. It'll help when Jack Harrison comes in. But there wasn't that many we were without yesterday. And you look at it and go, where's the structure then? If You know, I'd been, I, like I said to you, I know I'm going on, you carry on now. But what really, and I'm struggling, I've, I've accepted the defeat. I took that. But what I'm struggling is, we went there, if we'd have gone yesterday and gone 4-2-3-1, but really it's a 4-5-1. And we're just going to dig in and we'll try to hit them on the break. And we got beat 2 0. I'd be like, I can't, I can't, they're better than us. So I expected that. But you know, at least we've looked, we've looked like a team. We've done, you know, we've had it going. We still look like 11 lads turning up who don't know each other. It looks like when I watched MLS All Stars the other week in Rooney just had the pick of the league and just went to try to play an Arsenal bat. That's what it looks like. And I, I, I would und- I said on me after stuff after match stuff yesterday, I'd understand this in February, March, April when he came in and there's less time because you're in the mix. They just had a pre-season of training every day. So why is the big holes in this team? Yeah, well, you mentioned it, it counter-attacking as well. I really don't think we're counter-attacking sort of team. We've got in the, the team now. But yeah, we don't have the personnel for it. Or the pace. Uh, yeah, then I don't even think we've ever really tried to do that, which is what people thought we might maybe get with Dice, like you say, or make a, a hard, compact, difficult to play against team or win the ball back and try and get up the pitch as quick as possible. I do think Dice has been a bit more adventurous with this Everton side than he was with Burnley. Mm. You know, people mention uh, Dice football boring to watch. It hasn't always necessarily been boring. We've committed men forward at times and we've attacked, but I do think what he wants to do is sort of a hybrid between counter-attacking and just an aggressive style of play as well, because we seem to want to win the ball back in the middle of the pitch and then go up, and maybe that's why there's so many bodies in the middle, and that's why we seem to play quite narrow as well. Mm. But that's not really a passage of play, is it? It's an idea, and it's something you can incorporate into a wider system, but it's not a system in itself. Mm. We just don't commit men for... Like, you look at high, how high Luca Demos yesterday. He was... I, <laughs> I, have, you, I, you, I have absolutely... Uh, right. Absolutely no idea what this what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's I have no the ma- that's what I mean. The manager is I have no idea what he's trying to do. I genuinely don't have any idea what he's trying to do. Like he doesn't impress me one bit. Like, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. I just mean that I he doesn't impress me. I don't understand what he's trying to create. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. I don't know what we are. I don't know how we're supposed to play. Why are we so narrow? You're trying to be expansive. You're trying to... What are we trying to do? I just... Like, Patterson got took to the cleaners again yesterday by... But he's on his own, mate. By playing. 
But hmm. why though? Why is he getting? Why? Why is that? Why are they allowing? If you that? look at the still. No, no. But why are they allowing? No, why saying, is he allowing? No, if you look at the still, when Diaby picks the yeah. ball up, like Diaby's on the edge of that. He's one of their like they play four two three one. He's one of their attackers. Everton when they receive the ball, our back four is spread across the eighteen yard yeah. box. That's it. That's it. Like Luca Dean is like this, and he's in. Honest to God, the space he's in. Exactly. And James Garner's nowhere to be seen. And what makes you laugh is they're selling Luca Dean. Yeah, they don't nice. even want him. They're selling him to Nice. Yeah, they don't, like, even, they want don't even want him. He'd waltz into what? our team. He waltz. And waltz. He triple axle into he moonwalk. Hang on, triple axle's quite a quite a difficult maneuver to pull because off. Because there's so much space. It is gracefully. Like, I don't know what we're trying. The midfield is abysmal. Like the amount of touch. Like, you know, like what a, whether you like whether you agree or not, oh well, he's our most creative player. We know right? That. 14 touches yesterday. No, no, no. Dominic Carvalhoon, nine touches. That's not a criticism of them. That's a criticism of the way we play. Mm. Like, how is our most creative player only getting 14 touches in a game? Mm. Why isn't every pass going through? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I just mean like when we're no, but, but when we're on the ball, like, we don't when know we're on the I'm ball, saying. right? We there's no like quickness of play. This, and this isn't all on the manager, by the way. I'm just I just I'm just saying I don't know what his ideas are, but these players take responsibility. Take responsibility. You, you're obviously all good footballers because you prove it at different times. Why aren't you doing that? But it's not a major key though to it, is what is this like like I'm not I don't I'm not a massive like I don't sit there like probably you two do combing over like the stats and looking at all kinds of different ways. I know what football is, and I know when I watch teams who have an understanding of what they're trying to do. Mm. I watch Everton, and for the life of me, I don't have any idea what we're trying I to do. I wouldn't be bothered, right, if we played, if we were like 4-5-1, right, but the two wide men were runners, yeah? And so what we did, we got it, and we hit diagonals over the top for them to run after. It wouldn't bother me as long as we're competitive behind. Because like you said before, I'm not sitting here going, I've been bored out my mind watching Everton under Sean Dyke because I haven't. The reality is because to me, when I just think back of Everton over the last few years, Car- I, Carlo, what a manager. Our football was dire, but it got results, right? Benitez, awful football. Didn't get uh, results. Didn't get results, <laughs> yeah. Lampard, brilliant football against Brentford in the cup, first game, and then it was awful football. And that's, it's not, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm going, we should be playing like Man City because we haven't done it for years. The best football we've played, Silver had a little spell where we played, it looked like he cracked the code. We were pressing from the front. Pressing from the front, we were beating teams and then his number two left, he brought in Wawa Morty and it all went west because then he changed it. And before that was probably Christmas till the end of Koeman's first season when... We were battering everyone, but there was a specific way we were playing. We did have Romelu Lukaku put the ball in the net, so it made a difference. And then before that, you'd have to go back to oh, sorry to Martinez's face. So it, I'm, I'm picking three seasons in ten where I can say we looked like a good football side. Other times we've been hit and miss. Some games we that doesn't mean under Carlo there wasn't games we played really well because oh, there was, and under Rafa there wasn't, and under Lampard and less so under Lampard. But then you think Crystal Palace, them kind of games. But those three seasons out of 10, 11, whatever it is now, are ones when I can pick. Before then, Moyes, I always knew what we were trying to do. Things held Moyes back was money, stopped Moyes being able to progress. But I'll tell you what, we were all we were mostly always competitive. 
the football. I'll be honest, I didn't sit there and go, this football under Moyes is awful. I just don't know what we're trying to do. Never mind whether it's good or whether it's bad. That's what we're trying to do. That's my point. You can see exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah, he yeah. just didn't have the players and he didn't have the execution. I have no idea what this manager's trying to I've do. I've had no idea what the last three have tried is. to do, don't we? Go on, Jack. Yeah, Sorry. well, no, I was going to agree with you, Peds, is people resonate with that sort of football, Martin, a style of football, what Man City play, what Barcelona played in their prime, because they can see the style there and you can mm. see what that team's trying to do. And it's probably the easiest to notice when teams mm. play that football and play it well. At the moment, we don't have either of that. We don't have the football. And look, I don't mind what style of football we play as long as the results. Yeah, uh, of course. Results are the most important, aren't they? Obviously. But with the style of football we're playing, it's impossible to notice any sort of plan, systems, like style of play, something we want to do One on the pitch. Teacher. He might look though and go, and Sean Dice might sit here and go, well, we want to get Jack Harrison in and we want to, we need Dwight McNeil back and we want to get... Willie Nonto in and then we'll have genuine wide play because don't forget Alex Awobi Peds just said it before the most creative player we, and stats prove that whether our eyes tell us he's in it, having a good game bad game he does tend to create chances so therefore not even just assists he does create a lot of chances but I would put him I'd suggest his best area is in the middle of the pitch yeah so therefore, because we need that dynamism, it's okay going where you have wingers who cut in and they link the... We don't play like that. We want dynamism in wide areas and we want crosses into the box. We want balls into the box. And maybe that's what Nonto and Harrison and McNeil can... And Dan Juma, I thought Dan Juma done all right when he come on yesterday. Still can see he's a bit rusty in some of his decisions, but hopefully that'll come. And you could be dynamic then in those wide areas and then you'd have to have a target in the middle. So if it isn't Dom... If it's going to be Che Adams, it's Che Adams, and, and, and then hopefully it's Yusuf Chimiti as well. I can look at that and go, you know what, I, I get that. I can see that, and if they do that, I think we'll be all right. But let's get the other bits right. Let's get the defence organised. Get players in the defence that are going to keep, keep it tight and get a structure in midfield. And if it is, like, play through your wide men, then play through the wide men. If it's go long and have runners, then you need people who can get after the ball. But I just think at the moment we're caught in between. And so because we're all over the place and because, like you said before, the attitude of players isn't to get your mate out of trouble. It's like, I'll hide then. Because that's how it seems. The minute we lose a goal, you know there's another one coming. And he, the manager referenced this and said, we tried to get this out of them last season and, and we got, obviously we've got to keep working on it. <laughs> If you've had people in the team who are used to collapsing one, two, three goals, it's why are they back in the team? That's why I see that. And this is, and I don't want to hammer one person and go after one person. But I think it's, it's, you just lay the facts out and go. It's about making smart choices, isn't it? And you know what? You are right in what you're saying about Dice. You know, there's probably another four players he'd want in this team at the moment, specifically. Probably players, one eight, but yeah. That's why, you know, I'm willing to give him some credit and not go fully in on him at the moment. But these players need to be building blocks coming into an already built structure. Mm, yeah. Not just four players. And Right, these four players are going to bring in and these are going to be our best four players this season. They're going mm. to carry us. They need to be coming in and improving and fitting into well, a that, yeah, if, style. If there was a... And again, this is not a... Um, but if... <laughs> With these players and a different manager, I think you'd have a structure and I think they perform better. Now, the manager can still do this, absolutely. 
course he can. He just needs to get that thing and just stick to it and go, right, this is what we're doing and stay with it. And that's why, the reason why I'm questioning it is because it's the thing that I am most surprised about with the manager. It was a bit like Benitez done this to me. Everyone told me he was a tactical genius and he was going to come in. So I thought when he comes in, we're going to be, it's not going to be great, but we're going to be dead tight. Um, and you can see us, and we were all over the place. So you can then look and go, well, it must be the players then. Okay. But players change all the time, and yet the, this is still the same. So I just think the manager has to decide on something, stick with it, and go, right, this is what we're trying. Because even against Fulham last week, we had loads of chances. We did. We did. But there was lots of play in that game where we just whacked it up to Malpai. And it's like, that isn't a tactic, because he can't win it. He's, he's my size. And I, I'm, you're playing against six foot three centre, but I ain't winning an header against the six foot three centre, and he isn't. You know what I mean? So there has to be, I just feel like I just need to see that. And I need to see some other decisions from the manager, which makes me go, yeah, actually, he's right on board. Because I still, I don't understand how someone's third choice at the end of the season, and just because you have a summer holiday, he's first choice. That's the worst decision out of all. And that's the thing that, and you see a lot of people are going, how? How is this happening? You know, if he'd have played, if it'd have been Brantwaite in and Tom Cannon up front because he's gone, I've made me mind up on those two and they're not the direction we want to go in. I'd be going, you know what, Brantwaite's learning the game and yet he was at fault for a couple of goals, but hopefully he'll learn from that. These players are very experienced, they were making mistakes. And other players who, uh, not just them two, by the way, other players who've got loads of experience. What, what was Ashley Young doing with the throwing? Yeah, for a player of his experience and, you know, a veteran. And one of the things we all said about him was like, okay, you know, he's smart, he's intelligent, he's been around, he's got that winning mentality. He looked like an amateur at times yesterday and that throw was just the icing on the cake where mm. it was shocking that. And, Anyone you know, can have they, a nightmare game. Oh, of absolutely. I'm, I'm not and let's hope this is the and... Let's hope this is the, this is the darkest days. Uh, Che Adams, obviously, Everton are chasing him. What's, I mean, is the... What are your thoughts on that? We're at the point now where we need a striker. Scored again. He's got three and three in a championship. Yeah, it was a bit of tapping where and it didn't have the greatest game before right, that. Ball, right place at know. the right time. He still found the back <laughs> of the net, isn't he? Yeah. I, I think he's an improvement on Maupay. I don't think he is by a massive stretch. Does fit the team a little bit better as mm. well, which is the main thing. But I just think he... He's a sign, and it's clear he's coming in to be understood. He's a Calvert-Lewin, he's going to play when Calvert-Lewin's not fit. I'm a banking on Calvert-Lewin being available the majority of the time, but like Peds just said, he probably will have to play most weeks, and I don't mean that to criticise Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Well, he's going to be out for it. You'd expect him to be missing for it. I wouldn't. No, if there's any kind of... I wouldn't expect him to be out for any time. If there is a criticism, I, I think Dom should be back. After the international break, straight the first game. No, that's what oh, I mean. So, no, he's I, not going to play no, Saturday, is he? In fact, Sheffield United. He's not going to play Saturday. He should play against Sheffield United. I'm no, I don't, don't think it's. I mean, I don't. If, if it's just bruising and no, there's no, broken. Cl- it's is it is cheekbone. it the orbit? Is yeah, it broken? Broken cheekbone. The mask. Man in the mask. Yeah. But then, regardless, there is the fact that he probably will get injured again, and you know, in terms of his muscles or anything like that, is recurring. He seems to think he's the fittest he's been for two years, so. Yeah, and then, you know, mm. that's nice, and I'd love him 
to be that, but you've mm. just got to look at you know what we know. It's like what we were just saying. You got off the back up anyway, haven't you? Yeah. And what about I, when he's not playing well? Doesn't mean he has to start anyway, does it? I would like us to sign a striker who can come in and comfortably come in. And even if Calvert Lewin is fit, the lads have bought has a shout to be in the team anyway. Mm. I know we're running out of time. I know maybe the money's not there to get that sort of player and. That type of signing will probably be a risk because it'll have to be someone from Europe at this point as well, probably a bit unproven. But I just think to me, we've done the whole thing of signing an average, below average Premier League striker with Malpe last year. Mm. I get the different players, but I just like us to head in a new direction. This that it just feels like a little bit more of the same. Mm. This signing, and if he comes in, I'll absolutely back him. I won't be one of them to and play he's a bit more so like... I can tell you yeah. so or anything like that. Oh. But. We want every. I wanted Malpai to come on and score a couple of goals yesterday. It's not a. I wanted Michael Keane to be brilliant. No one wants an Everton player oh, to go yeah, out and not perform. It's just some clubs. It doesn't happen. Very good at it. And people, people do. Clubs make changes all the time, all the time. And the best managers do it ruthlessly, don't they? They do it. Ruth- you look and go, what the hell they're selling him. Mm. It just happens, doesn't it? I think Laporte's brilliant. City just sold them to Saudi Arabia. Off you go, mate. We've got better players now. We don't need them. So now that's what on. it's a, it's a, it's not a, a thing. Some players suit different clubs. Some players suit a different manager. Doesn't mean they're not good footballers, but so we have to make the changes for me, and hopefully we can get if it is Adams and that's what he wants, then go and get it done. Then if that's what you're banking on, go and get it done. Yeah. Don't piss about all week going, oh, another hundred thousand, or just get it done. Get him in so that he's ready for Saturday. If we're at the point now where Adam's the only one on our radar, he's the only one we can likely bring in, probably don't have the time or the funds to get our other targets to do it, get it sorted now and get him in for the weekends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Simon says surely Dyche has got to be worried about his job after the performance yesterday. He's had a full pre-season with this group and they clearly don't know how to defend. Um, I mean, what about Damari Gray? Well, there's uh, been news this morning about him potentially going to Saudi Arabia. We seen that earlier in the window, didn't we? Mm. But it sort of died down. He's obviously off or the clubber of the opinion that he is. But he's got no squad number. He's not been involved at all at this point. It, is there a shout to say he could have or should have been involved the last couple of weeks? Well, while even though we knew he was going, I don't know. Is if that... you well, hang on. If you're a, if you're the manager, your job is to win. No, listen again. I can't go full hypocritically here right because I was saying well if, if the manager's decided he doesn't want him there's no point having him in the squad right but there, are, there is also there's also a thing where you have to where other teams are doing it well Shay Adams Southampton no he's going right he's either going to Everton Bournemouth Crystal Palace they, they're the three clubs want him right Russell Martin has played him in all three games and he scored goals in all three games they know he's going and yet they're still playing him. Like, now, I don't know what Damari Gray's, like, um, attitude is like. I don't know whether he's like to date. Listen, I'm, I'm going. I've got no interest. But that lad might be... I mean, I haven't seen him, and Dyke hasn't mentioned him, which means after he had the foot, I don't know. I don't know. But we're still paying the lad, and we're having players on the bench that probably shouldn't really be on the bench. Be, and what I mean by that is with knowing like he put Tyler on Yango on with a minute to go yesterday what was the point but the game was 4-0 Decore could have been taken off at half time as far as I was concerned he was awful 
yesterday. Onyango could have come on with 25 minutes left and gone, go ahead, go and run around, mate, go and enjoy it. Maybe it's a couple of these. And yet we're putting, you know, Villa made their changes, didn't he? Put a, and obviously they were going to get someone who got his first Premier League goal because that's what Everton loved to do. But why are we bringing people on with a minute left? So if you've got Damari Gray, I, I just don't know. I mean, unless it's a case of we don't want him to get injured because we want to sell him, then it's like that. But Yeah, and, uh, you know, the other side of that is maybe someone who disagrees with you might say, well, if we talk about planning mm. and having a system... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not banging the thing, yeah. saying he should be playing. I'm just saying, if you've got them, other teams are using players. They've got no intention to keep... Look at Dean played yesterday. Villa can't wait to get to them. They're trying to get Tavares from Arsenal now today because that is moved to Forest fell through. So they want Dean out and yet Luca Dean yesterday. Imagine if our and this isn't a criticism of Ashley Young, but Michalenko doesn't do. Imagine if our left back was as high. You know, he's like one of the wingers, Luca Dean for Villa. Because they just shift into a three, the right back, Matty Cash, and if it's the other way, Matty Cash goes, Luca Dean's an option. That's a manager thinking of ours don't do that. Well that's it. That's a style of play, isn't it? Oh, or it's, it's a passage of play even. Mm. But we don't have a full-back in the squad who's comfortable. Yeah. Being up the pitch really young is probably the most fitting of that. But then he's also mm. the eldest as well. Yeah. And you're thinking, right, he's obviously not going to have the legs to be up and down, flying down all game. He's 39 years old. Uh, yeah. So if he's the closest to it, and you don't have an attack and left back like Dean. We got rid of Dean at such a weird time as well because we sold him to bring in Michalenko to suit Benitez's football, and then Benitez was gone a week later. We brought in Lampard, who probably could have done with a style it, of player like It was a thingy, though, wasn't it? That oh, was, and, and that no, was a there personal was... thing between him and Benitez. But, I mean, the style of player to replace him. Yeah, yeah. Was... Yeah, Michalenko's more like a defence. But, again, that suited Benitez, didn't it? Luka Dean was very much in. We just got rid of our director of football, and, and I know the power was never with him anyway, but mm. then the only person it could have been with, really, was Benitez. Yeah. And we allowed him to well, go we sold him player, do you want? Three days before we sacked him. We sold Luka Dean three days before we sacked him. Yeah, it's Michalenko came in. He had one game under Benitez, didn't mm. off the, against Norwich. No, we played at Norwich. He played at, at Hull. Hull, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had the two but games. He sacked, but, but he sacked him. And yeah, Norwich he sacked him. But Luka Dean is still there, so I'm the saying. still very much valid. Yeah, we sold Luka Dean three days before the Norwich defeat, and then we sacked the manager, who we allowed to sell our fullback in the first place and replace him with a completely different yeah. style of player that wouldn't suit the majority of managers in modern football and yet ironically most managers, Lampard wouldn't he yeah because most managers want that more attacking yeah. fullback don't they it is what it is it's just we've done a lot of things that have been berserk haven't we over the you know if you if you look before if you if you look back over the time of that Mercedes coming it is almost like <laughs> You couldn't have planned to do things as badly as we've done and affect the football club in a way which we have. I don't think you could have done a worse job. I think other teams must look at us and go, like, oh, what What are they going to do next? It's like that clip from The Simpsons. Like, hey, everyone gather around. He's about to do something stupid. Yeah. Like, they must just, everything we do, and some of the transfer dealings teams have watched you know, Villa took our left back off us and seen the quality of play we replaced them with. They must have been like, what are they playing at there? Yeah. Countless situations like that. It is mad. It is mad. Simon's as bad as manager make, managers make mistakes. Dykes could bring Gray back in the fold till he goes. At least he gives us another option. Especially because we lost McNeil as well. We've like, we are like an attacker down, aren't we? But I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, that is all a bit mad. Just a couple of these premium member comments before we go. Um, Steve P says, I think yesterday was the realisation of we've got more issues than just a striker. The makeup of the team's completely wrong. Look at the fullbacks, Dean. Show was shows what a modern fullback looks like. And the ironic part is they're about to send them on loan to Nice because they're getting someone in who's better. Um, Baz summed it up perfectly when he said our style of play is just passing it down slowly then back to Pickford who kicks it long. That's literally the extent of it. And you know what's really mad about that, Steve? Is we actually start higher up the pitch with the ball. It goes back to Pickford and he kicks it back to where we've just been stood with the ball. And the cycle just repeats until we lose the ball. And we lose the ball and they're on the attack. It's it's absolutely bonkers. Just there's an absence of a player who'll sort of grab the game by the scruff of its neck in that middle. Which passage. one of our midfielder come? And I, I've said before, I think our midfield could be good if we if we restructured the team slightly, as in that we played slightly different. But which one of those three midfielders or two midfielders now? Because the manager's decided the core is is a split striker instead of having him in a flat three. Which one of our midfielders comes and gets the ball and turns on the half turn and goes? No, Onana very occasionally okay. on very rare occasions Amadou Onana all the tools and does nothing he's got all the tools to dominate 6 for 5 he's a good tackler he's a good pass good passing range he should be the shoulders on him are like this and he's just not in enough games he's got to take the game by the scruff of the neck Garner that booking yesterday a nonsense booking 10 yards from their penalty area flying into the back of someone why? Have a bit of discipline about it, you know. The core, like you said, he was he should have been taken off at half time. He was totally and utterly ineffective yesterday. You look around the team, James Garner, I thought kept going, but he, he didn't have a good game. But he wanted the ball, the lad was trying to get on the ball and he tried to move it around, put him central in, have you know, mix something up because he maybe can be that player to an extent. He doesn't have the physical side, of but, Onana, but he's comfortable being why the don't ball. we play with? One sitting and two eights, or why don't we play with two sixes and have the fella in front floating? You can't have the fella just sat off the striker, not getting involved, which is what the core is doing at the moment. Why haven't we got like that? Why don't we play a four-two-three-one? Get the two wingers up and play them high, and go right. This is what we're gonna or stretch the pitch then, so that it's a four-five-one. But you've always at least got two centre back, two defending midfielders in front of your two centre backs. And then one of your fullbacks can go either like Villa do essentially. They have Bubakar, Bubakar Kamara, and they have um, Douglas Lewis. But they've got John McGinn who helps out midfield and breaks forward. Where's ours? Ah, the core is too high for me. He's too high, so he's not in the game. So out we were getting outnumbered in midfield yesterday, three to two, and you see that with the goal. So three of our men go to try to close something down. Uh, sorry, two of our men. The core is here and they've got three and it just gets popped off to the RB and we're out the game. It happened to Fulham last week, the little round the corner for their goal. Ball went round the corner and we're taking out the game because whereas if we had someone whose job was to just sit in front of our two centre-backs. But the two in midfield do a little bit of everything, don't you? And then the core is the more advanced one and he'll have games in that role where he can make a nuisance of himself and play well, but... He needs to do a bit more off the ball as well when he's not having those chances and, you know, he, he can't have the luxury of almost playing as a striker. Yeah, it's mad. Phil Williams says, I see Dyche said he could have subbed the whole team at half-time. 
Uh, well, as a coach, we've all been through that, but his job is to re-energise the team at half-time. I know we've had too many managers over a short period of time, but for me, we need to change his performances. Brighton aside, they've been woeful. Deitch out, mm, gone there. Remember, we stayed up beating the crap Bournemouth side, but we needed a wonder goal to win it. Evan Viking says, hello, let's hope you're well. Well, I don't think the match will define us as a... I still think we'll be all right if we get the players in. I do think there needs to be an honest conversation about this manager. This isn't knee-jerk. It's the same as last season. He did not work miracles to keep us up. In fact, there was mostly luck on other teams' intervention. He currently has a worse win percentage than Frank Lampard and is also somehow worse defensively. People keep saying he'll have us organised and hard to beat. I would say that has not been the case at all. We look very poor at the back. Have, um, we haven't looked hard to beat the majority of the game. No game plan, no tactics. His in-game management is some of the worst I've ever seen. He never seems to take accountability. We look fitter, sure, but everything else is the same as it was under him last season, which is very basic. Tom says, you know the way Lampard was deemed a terrible coach, which I agree with, but Deitch is deemed the right man for us and evades criticism. I'm not really sure how people come to that conclusion when we were as equally as bad under Deitch as we were under Lampard. In fact, Deitch's record might actually be worse. Alex says, Deitch is a terrible manager. I said this last season when he cost us the points with his selections and tactics against Fulham, Forest, Villa, to name but a few. How in the right mind he thought he could set up a side to give a player like Luca Dean all the time in the world to bomb into our boxes beyond me. Um, I'd have got rid of... I'd have got rid of Dice in the summer if the club was on any kind of stable Settled platform, stable but it's not. I've seen loads of people on my lives yesterday talking about bringing in Graham Potter. You couldn't bring Graham Potter into this. I need to be said that didn't he you get couldn't Potter though, in. could you? You could not bring Graham. Come, I don't. I, no, no, you're right. You're I don't think you're absolutely come. right. But you could not bring a manager like Graham Potter into a situation like this. Mm. You just couldn't. You do need someone to grab hold of the club and make it something that is going. But you can't do it while the foundations are literally quicksand. There's too many alarms going just, off, isn't it? It's quicksand, isn't it? It, it sucks everybody down. Anyone that comes into this football club gets sucked down. And it's as simple as that. And and Dice, it's great, yeah. He goes for a bevy on Lark Lane. Oh, sad. But in for a bevy on Moulton Road on Friday. He was in Vincent's. Oh, lovely. But the point being is, he is a limited manager. And that's why he's the Everton why the, he is the Everton manager. There's it needs somebody to grab hold of this club at the very top and it start then he can start filtering down. But it is quicksand this club. And it ain't gonna change until that changes. And we sat here, we sat here, we sat here with weeks to go last season to about Sean Dyche, and we both came to the same conclusion. He's a good manager in a in an emergency situation, but I don't want him at my football club for longer than a couple of years. I really don't. That tells not me not unless that... he can change a bit. No, he's not changing. No, I know, but I'm saying it. Practically inept. The thing about it is, he's the thing why you question we need, do need to finish now but the thing why you question it is the team selections it's like someone like a normal manager would go he's then players a third choice for me now they cannot become first because you've had a summer you can't that because players had so many you're making, you're making fans go what's going on here you and can't you take you a fella that you pushed out for your mo- most important last four games of the season and then say he's number one mm. How does he? How does I'm not being funny. At two o'clock on Saturday, if Keane's in the Strong, team, yeah. it's yeah. it's dead. 
It's the dead. It's pointless. Sacking. I'm not being funny, but if he's if Michael, Stop no, it. no, I'm being generally serious here. If Michael Keane's in the team at two o'clock on, then just sack Sean Dyche <laughs> because we are going absolutely nowhere as a football club if he's in the team on Saturday. Eric Dyer will be in. Well, he probably will. Ex Everton, ex Everton. Right, we're going. Um, thank you, everyone. The directors there who commented and uh, liked and all of that kind of. It's a horrible day we're doing the final way, but we're going over to more than a game to do the transfer show where we talk about other clubs and if anything breaks while we're on for Everton, we'll obviously discuss that as well. So stay where you are. The link is over there. Let's go and have a little. Let's, let's talk about other teams and um, how they buy players and all that kind of thing. Take it easy. See you later.